Well, it's really, really good to see you. So, thanks for being here today. And welcome again to all the people watching online, or some those of you who might watch during the week. Uh, it's great to have you with us as well. Um, I have asked the preaching team in August to hold on Mark and pause on Mark and to just um, wait on the Lord and to try and find something to encourage us as we go through this holiday season with all the changes that are happening with um, COVID and the rules that are changing all the time. Uh, I just want to say this up front, uh, whatever the rules are right now, they're going to change again, all right? So blessed are the flexible because you will not be crushed. That's how it is. If you, got, if you get all bent out of shape by the rules, you're going to get crushed right now. We don't want to be crushed. We want to survive. And we not, not only want to survive, we want to thrive. All right? And I want to speak to you this morning about not losing heart. Do not lose heart. And the scripture I've chosen is 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. None of us wants the joy of living knocked out of us. Would you agree with that? Paul, he didn't want the joy of living knocked out of him either. That's why he says, he says inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Everybody wants to experience inward renewal. All of us know that uh, our zest for life, our feelings of strength, our feelings of joy and hope, they drain away. And then we need courage again, we need vitality again, and we need to uh, renew ourselves so that we can carry on. And so if we're going to be strong on the inside and have joy and have hope and have the resources to love other people in an ongoing way in our lives, then we need to find ways of being renewed inwardly day by day. That's what Paul is saying. And so... How many of you know that uh, the last six months have taught us that life is not static? It fluctuates. It is up and down. It's one thing today. It's another thing tomorrow. And so there's this process that we go through in our lives of renewing our energy, expending our energy, having to withdraw again, get renewed again, so we can expend our energy again. And it's like that. It's up and down. It is cycles. So every one of us wants to know about the power of renewal to renew our lives. And so none, none of us want to end uh, each day feeling depleted or discouraged or empty. We, we, we want to know the secrets of being hopeful and joyful and being able to love again and again and again, day by day, moment by moment. And I'm sure if I said to you this morning, there's a secret to this, you would say, well, I'm interested in that secret, wouldn't you? Well, Paul gives us the secrets in these verses. There's two crucial words that we're going to look at in the context of these verses. The first is therefore, <laughs> in verse 16, and coupled to that therefore is another word, for, which comes at the beginning of verse 17. Why are they so important? Well, simply this, because the therefore in verse 16 refers to all that has come in the previous verses and is from verse 7 to 14, and it enables Paul to conclude with the statement of saying, therefore. In other words, in, in light of all that has come from verse 7 to verse 14, therefore I say to you, do not 
lose heart. And so Paul says some amazing things in verse 7 to 14. He says things like this. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power at work in us is from God. You can go and read and do a study this week yourself. He says we carry in our bodies the death of Christ so that the life of Christ can be shown to others. He says that as well. And then he says, thirdly, he says, we speak with faith knowing that Jesus who raised us from the dead is going to do the same for us. Therefore, we do not lose hope. Do you get it? He's saying in the light of all of those things that Christ has done for us, therefore, we do not lose hope. Now, I don't have time this morning to expound on all those beautiful verses because I want to concentrate on verse 16 to 18. And there we see this little word, for. His main, his main reason for encouraging us, Paul is saying, don't lose heart because your inner person is being renewed day by day. Now, I want to be able to say that to you this morning and really mean it. And I want you to leave this morning really meaning that for your own life and understanding for your own life that it can be true for your own life. Therefore, we do not lose heart because our inner man is being renewed day by day. Here's the beauty of verse 16. Do you notice that it says that in the midst of trouble? Do you notice that? That is so important. It's not that we are renewed moment by moment when things are going really well, when things are easy. No, Paul is saying, actually, though our outer person is wasting away, our inner man is being renewed day by day. In other words, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of difficult things, our inner man is being renewed day by day. And so Paul knew that he was dying. Every one of us knows that ultimately we will die. And he experienced incredible trouble in his life and suffering, and he saw the outward decaying of his body. And so whenever there's a frustration or a weakness or sickness or injury or hardship or pressure or frustration, all of those things rob us of joy and whittle away at the joy of life and the enthusiasm of life. And so what Paul is really saying here is that all of those things that happen, they really cost you a little bit of yourself. Every time you've experienced a, dis a disappointment, a frustration, every time you are really, really ill, it robs something of life from you. That's why Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians 4.12 that death is at work in him. What does he mean when he says that? He means exactly that. He realizes that life robs joy, energy, zest, and that there's an inward renewal that needs to happen. And it's in that context that he says we do not lose heart. So my friends, what I'm trying to say to you this morning, it's not really just about how can I not lose heart in life and how can I be renewed day by day, is that, but it's much more than that. It's, it's how can I prepare myself to suffer difficult things, to suffer trouble right now in my life and not lose heart. That's the key, because we're all going to have to learn to be flexible over the next six months. In the midst of all these things that are happening, that are changing all the time, that affect my life in very practical ways, in the midst of all that stuff, how can I not lose heart? How can I keep joyful? 
How can I keep my eyes focused on Jesus? How can I be a blessing to other people? How can I live in such a way that people are energized by my presence and not depleted by my presence? That's what Paul is saying. That's the secret. How can that happen? How can I be renewed like that inwardly day by day? Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be an encouragement to people in the next six months. Because I'm telling you, I'm not prophesying, I'm just saying, it is likely that we might not be able to meet very soon. And I'm so glad that we decided to meet, because now we've had opportunities to meet together and see each other again. Why? Because we need to get energy, we need to encourage each other, because this is not finished. This is going to carry on for a while. And so, in the midst of that, how can I learn to endure that with joy? Being renewed inwardly day by day, being an encouragement to other people, being someone that builds others up and says, yes, we can do this together, and not, oh, God, we can't do this at all. How can I learn to live like that? Here's the key. Paul gives us the key. Four reasons not to lose heart, my friends. Here they are. They're incredibly simple. I pray the Holy Spirit brings them into your heart and brings life to you as I share these this morning and for all of you at home. I have to do that now. I have to try and focus on you and the camera because there's people at home. It's very difficult. Anyway, yeah. What is the, the first reason? Four. Why does Paul say we do not lose heart? Four. Reason number one. Our trouble is momentary. That's what the NIV says. In other words, these present things that we are going through now, these troubles that we are go th going through now, do not have the last say in your life, and they do not have the last say in my life. Amen. That's what he's saying. They do not have the last say. These are momentary things that we have to endure for a moment in the light of eternity, in the light of our life to come in heaven with God one day in his presence, these momentary things we have to enjoy, endure for a moment. Momentary. And it doesn't mean when he says that, when Paul says that, it doesn't mean they're just going to last a couple of minutes. <laughs> Do you notice that? He's saying trouble only lasts a lifetime. That's what he's really saying. He's saying trouble only, this present trouble, in other words, the trouble we experience now in our lives, it only lasts for a lifetime. And then there's eternity with God that we enjoy together. And so he connects those two things. And so he says in the light of that, he says, therefore do not lose heart for your trouble will end. They will not have the last say in your life. And as difficult as they are, for you right now, they do not have the last say. So he's not minimizing our pain. He's not minimizing the things that we're going through. He's just saying, just remember, in the light of eternity, these things you endure right now are momentary. I want to encourage you with that. Secondly, he says, they are light. Now what on earth does he mean when he says they are light? Can I just be kind this morning, as kindly as I can say this? <laughs> He's not judged, he's not making that statement as a rich Westerner, all right, when he says his trouble is light. Do I have to wear a mask or not? <laughs> That's such a light thing. It's such a, 
tiny, tiny, tiny little trouble. Can I remind you what Paul says about his own life? 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23. In far more labors, in far more imprisonments, beaten so many times without number, often in danger of death, five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Five times. You do the maths. Three times, in addition to that, I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. At night and a day I have spent in the deep. I've been on frequent journeys. In dangers in rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from country, my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers amongst false brethren. I've been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from such external things, there's the daily pressure on me of my concern for all of the churches. <laughs> you see, when Paul says his, moment, his, his, his troubles are light, I don't think he's minimizing pain. He's not saying they're easy, they're painless. He's not saying that at all. He's saying they are light in comparison to the weight. Do you notice that? He uses light and weight together. The weight of the glory that is coming for me and for you. They are light in comparison. They, if, you were, if you were to put all of our troubles on a scale and the glory that is to come on a scale, our troubles will be as light as a feather in the, compared to the weight of the glory that is coming for those that are in Christ. That is what Paul is saying. Our troubles are light compared to the eternal glory that is coming for you and I that far outweighs all of the things that we suffer right now. Do you get it? I'm trying my best to encourage you. And I hope you're smiling behind your mask because this is good news. This is good news. When I, what, he says it again in Romans. He says, Romans 8, verse 18, I consider the suffering, the trouble of this present time not worthy to be compared for the glory that is going to be revealed in us, all of God's people. And that's the third thing he says. My trouble is light, therefore I do not lose heart. My trouble is momentary, therefore I do not lose heart. Thirdly, there is an eternal glory coming for all of us that is beyond comparison of anything. You see, it's this language which is so beautiful. He's saying trouble is momentary, glory is eternal. Do you notice that? It's not light, trouble is light, but glory is weighty. It's beyond all comprehension. It's beyond all comparison. And I love 1 Corinthians 2. You know that verse well, verse 9. It says, I has not seen, ear has not heard of what God has prepared for those that love him. Amen. There's glory coming for you and for me. And so the point that Paul is trying to make is that it's not that trouble comes before, just comes before glory. You know, it's a thing that we have to endure so that we can get to glory. He, he's, he's saying a deeper thing, he's saying that actually the way that we deal with trouble now produces glory for us 
later. He's also saying that the way that you get through the pain right now does determine the measure of glory that you will receive. That's what he is saying. There is a cause and effect in what he is saying. In other words, none of your pain is wasted. None of your trouble is wasted. None of the things that are difficult right now that you endure well and you handle well, relationships that are difficult that you endure well and you reconcile well, all of those things, every one of those things produces for you eternal glory. That's what we live for as Christians. We're not living for what is seen. We are living for what is eternal. The world is living for what is seen, what is now, what we can measure. Power and politics. We don't live for those same things. We live for eternal glory that far outweighs every one of those things. I thought that was quite good. (laughs) And so what does Paul say? Set your mind, your heart, your, your, your activating system, whatever encourages you, set your mind on eternal things. Fourthly, not on what is seen. Therefore, verse 18, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. So God can offer you all the glory in the world, all the glory in the universe to keep you from losing heart and to renew you inwardly day by day. But unless you never look at it, unless you never gaze it in the face, it's going to do nothing for you. And glorious. And it will renew you inwardly day by day. And so this little sermon this morning is an invitation into God's Word to all of us. It's an invitation for you, and it's an invitation for me. He's trying to, in an extravagant way, invite us to something, and he's trying to say, I want you to fix your eyes and your heart and your mind on the things that can renew you day by day. That's what I want you to do. Here are all the reasons that you can be renewed day by day. Remember... Look at this. Remember, your trouble, your hardship, it's not painless, but it's momentary. Remember, fix your eyes on this, that your trouble is light in comparison to the weight of glory that awaits you, given to you by your Father in heaven. Look and observe and fix your heart and your mind on these things, that these troubles that you go through now, how you deal with them, how you, how you um, overcome them, is producing in, for you in, in eternity a weight of eternal glory that is going to, everything else pales into comparison by. So look at those things. Fix your heart on those things. Fix your mind on those things. Meditate on them. Don't let yourself forget them because if you do, you will be renewed day by day. And you will have the strength and the joy to love others in spite of difficult things, to get through things that are troublesome and difficult and irritating. You'll get through them with joy because you're being renewed. You're being replenished. You're being built up on the inside day by day, moment by moment, by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. And you are producing for yourself a weight of eternal glory that you will endure, in, enjoy one day. My friends, I say to you again, therefore, we do not lose heart. 
Things are going to change again, probably next week. Things will change. The rules will change. They'll change again. Perhaps we won't meet in the same way like this in a couple of months. Perhaps we won't have the opportunity. Therefore, we do not lose heart. These are light momentary things. These are things that are producing in us glorious treasure in heaven. And how we deal with them speaks volumes to the world and to other those around us, our friends and our family. Do not lose heart. Lift up your eyes. Jesus is with us. He's producing in us eternal things by the power of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, God bless you. If you are going on holiday like I am, have a great time. <laughs> if you've already been on holiday, I trust you've come back refreshed. If you're not getting the opportunity to go on holiday, I would pray, as I'm praying for myself, that these things would still be true for you. Fix your eyes on these things, that there's an inward renewal that begins to happen, that we can have joy to overcome as we move forward. Amen. So that's it. Let me pray for you. And then we're going to make way for the um, second meeting with the kids. But let's just pray before we do that. Holy Spirit, I thank you for my friends. I thank you for every single person here this morning. I pray for those at home that are watching this online. I thank you for the power of your words. I thank you that your word is true. Lord, that your word never minimizes our pain in any way, but helps us to keep our eyes focused on what is coming, the glory that is coming, what is being produced in us by the power of your Spirit. And so, Lord, together we say, help us to be those that do not lose heart, that focus on the right things, that see our lives in the light of eternity and what is coming. And that enables us to live for others in a joyful way, in a loving way, in an encouraging way that brings life to everyone around us. I trust, Lord, that by the power of your Spirit, you would enable us to live like that. Thank you that you're with us, and thank you that your courage is upon us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs>